0: Episode 8 is supported by the Shareholders' Deserve More campaign group. They're dedicated in the fight against any suggestion that nationalising services and thereby improving services whilst reducing costs is not what anyone wants. They understand how the majority support ever-rising prices combined with the ever-lowering of standards. They understand the importance of shareholders being paid. They do not accept profit should be wasted on improving services, because if it did, the majority would have done something about it.
1: Monsoon Jackson, Series 3, Episode 8. In spite...
2: Soon, analyzed Sicario. Clearly, he had broken. After spending most of his career willfully avoiding being killed, his alleged revenge-born partner was actively proposing it. Sicario looked back, well aware of which cogs would be turning in Monsoon's head, but he waited. I mean,
3: technically, if the contract is just against you, I can propose another
2: option. Sicario leant over to pick up something to eat. There was nothing left. He eyed Carla, who simply shrugged. He leant back.
1: I understand why you'd prefer that, but the cleaner will be expected to remove the entire problem, not just the star attraction.
3: So, remove the warts, not just the hairs? I'm not sure you do well out of that analogy.
2: Give me a moment. Carla pushed the final piece of food into her mouth and swallowed before Sicario had a chance to grab at it.
0: So what's the plan?
2: Carla wiped the food remnants from her lips onto her sleeve. She knew this upset Sicario, but in her defence, it was his fault she might be killed.
1: We need something big. An explosion. An event that is large enough for you to definitely be dead, but also difficult to investigate.
0: How about Gandalf? No. No one would suspect. I mean, what kind of idiot would recklessly destroy it? Still no. So you don't mind us dying heroically as long as it's on a budget? Exactly.
2: Monsoon, somewhat surprisingly, hadn't said anything. They both looked at him. He looked back at them.
0: Seriously, this you don't have an opinion on?
3: Monsoon leant forward. I don't actually recall agreeing to being killed, so why would the plot be of interest?
2: Annoyingly, he had a point. Which, for a glorious minute, he let them soak in.
3: Go on then, what's Gandalf?
0: It's his retirement plan. It's a little more than that. It's your retirement plan with a ridiculous nickname?
1: Says the person who puts childish signs up where she works.
2: Monsoon stood up.
3: Well, I'll let you two get on while I head out and try to do something worthwhile to save Priva.
2: They both stopped. It was rare for Monsoon to make such a pithy observation.
1: Okay, fine. It's a classic spacecraft which I picked up at a sale about 15 years ago. There's only two of them in existence, and it's worth a fortune. Yeah, it's one of my retirement plans, but not the only one.
3: And Gandalf, why? Codenote.
0: Nickname.
3: So, not related to the White Wizard, then?
0: How the.
2: Sicario's response was drowned out as klaxons went off nearby. Orders were being barked from Tanois about everyone staying calm and going inside, whilst heavily armed Solar Force officers were in the area doing things they didn't need to justify. They might not be here for us. Moments later, the three of them were leaving the area. For reasons that were lost on almost everyone, the Solar Force rarely sent patrols round the back. It was unclear if it was due to some belief in honor or they just couldn't be bothered. Either way, it gave the team precious minutes to make an escape. The house exploded in a fury of fire and selected generic furniture. While it meant a loss for Sicario, it was a cathartic moment for Monsoon and one he appreciated albeit Sicario had been forced into it. Monsoon stopped in his tracks. He didn't look, he didn't need to. Sicario caught up with him. Promise is a promise. Predictably, an exploding home in the middle of a largely dull collection of houses had proved to be a most valuable distraction. Some would believe the Solar Force had blown it up due to a conspiracy theory undoubtedly at some point involving lizards. Others would have concluded the same people to blame, but due to a slow but horrifying yet inevitable slide into fascism. Fortunately, the lizard believers got more media attention, so most remained blissfully unaware of what was happening right in front of their eyes. The team came round a corner and paused to catch their breath. All this future, all the technological advancements, and yet, still, running away was a solid choice. Sicario started off again, conscious an exploding home would only serve as a distraction for so long. Follow me. In a few minutes they arrived at a closed shop. Although dust was mainly no longer a thing, it was of course unwise for sealed domes glued to the side of a planet to have particles slowly building up inside, the shop had the feel of something that had been closed for a long time. The sign exclaimed, with more exclamation marks than could possibly be necessary, Internet service provider. Sicario pushed part of the frame, and a panel opened. He slid his fingers over it, and the security door burst open. Inside! Oh, really? I was going to suggest heading to a cafe
3: somewhere and chilling
2: out. Sicario pushed him inside just behind Carla, then slammed the door shut. It was close one of the Solar Force drones had just bobbed around the corner. It was scanning everything and despite being a drone, managed to look quite cross as it really couldn't find anything. It was a drone, it should be able to do the one thing it was built to do. The three of them slowly moved to the back of the shop, just outside of its scanning range. After a while watching its light show move around the shop interior, The drone flew off down the street, no doubt muttering to itself how it would never hear the end of it unless it could find someone to shoot. Carla almost imperceptibly raised her eyebrows at Sicario.
1: Okay, fine. Let's destroy a classic spacecraft. I mean, of course it has to be me who
2: loses out. Again. He stopped himself, suddenly aware again of who was in the room and what they had been through. Follow me. He led them to the back of the shop, The exciting, unknown place that children always imagined to be full of wonder and excitement, and not, in fact, stock, unpaid bills, and a mug with way too many stains on it to possibly make it hygienic. He pulled open a concealed panel and twisted a lever on the wall. There was the sound of good old-fashioned mechanisms moving. Laser grids and plasma rays were all very well, but they required to be on, which in turn required paying someone to keep the lights on. Old-fashioned tech was terrible, but largely reliable, and didn't require paying anyone to supply power to it. He replaced the panel. They descended into a tunnel. Sicario pushed another lever, and the entrance ground itself closed again. This way. They walked in silence, but inevitably for not that long.
3: How on earth did you acquire a shop that old? Poker. But private business milking individuals for a terrible internet service at a ridiculous cost hasn't been a thing since the first dome was built. We're all conditioned to accept the council milking individuals for a terrible internet service at a ridiculous cost these days. As I said, poker. It was on the table as a technology shop. Wow. I imagine you had a few words to say about that when you first set eyes on it.
1: Not really. Everyone else was dead.
3: Yes, of course. I sometimes forget.
2: Monsoon trailed off. He liked Sicario, and part of liking him was attempting to separate the paid-to-kill part of him to the person he'd spent most of his time with. He wanted to see him as a brother, a friend, someone you could rely on. Not, if circumstances had been different, someone placing the classic sadly outmoded red dot on your forehead and pulling the trigger because of financial gain. Nothing personal, no matter how very much personal it felt to you in those final dying seconds.
0: Where does this lead to? I assume wherever you've got your old spaceship stashed.
2: Sicario muttered under his breath.
0: Classic. Classic.
2: Monsoon broke back into the conversation because he needed to stop thinking about Sicario as a soulless killer. While he himself may well have killed people, every one of them was justified, and absolutely no one needed to question that. Okay,
3: what's the plan? We pretend to get on the craft? You
2: fly it remotely and blow it? Sicario was getting aggravated now. The others had no respect for Gandalf.
3: There's no remote.
1: It's a classic.
3: Okay, so... We get on the craft and eject in the escape pod just before the ship explodes.
2: Sicario tensed, but decided not to respond.
0: There's no escape pod, is there?
2: So, if I have this right, we
3: actually get on the ship, it explodes, and we somehow survive it.
2: Do you have a particularly thick towel we could wrap ourselves in, perhaps? This attempt at being funny just wasn't humorous. Regardless, like a heckler at a show, Monsoon carried on, convinced he was the star of the moment and not the person on stage. And he did this, despite being aware everyone hated those kinds of people.
3: Do you perhaps have a table we could hide underneath? You know, to soften the
2: blast? Sicario stopped. He knew Monsoon would just carry on, and he liked him enough not to shoot him. For now.
1: It won't be taking off.
2: Carla looked over at Monsoon, then placed her hand on Sicario's shoulder.
0: You can't do that. An explosion inside the port is too dangerous.
2: He shrugged her off.
1: They're torturing Priva. We do what it takes. Whatever
3: it takes.
0: No, we don't.
3: And the alternative is?
0: I don't know yet. We take off, have some long storage crates inside. They'd survive an explosion. Uh, we knock up an escape pod to look like some wreckage and escape in that?
3: Knock up? I mean, it doesn't fill me with joy. She can't fly.
2: There was silence. Above them, they could faintly hear the sound of klaxons, barked orders, and drones getting increasingly annoyed at being outsmarted by meat suits.
1: As I said, it's a classic. Parts are
3: hard to come by without drawing attention to yourself. But we can't detonate it in the port. Too many innocent people.
0: Did you just give my reason and present it as your own?
2: I... more I was supporting you and... He stopped talking as Carla continued to stare at
1: him. We blow the craft as you escape into the vent tunnels below. The blast will be contained
3: within the docking walls. How sure are you about that? The last explosion at a port led to eight innocent people being pulled helplessly into space via the hole it made. That port didn't have docking walls. Also, only one innocent person.
2: Silence fell again as they reflected on how he knew that. The rest of the journey was made without further conversation. There were many questions, but none that either Carla or Monsoon wanted to hear. They were once again busy trying to reconcile the person in front of them as someone they liked. Naturally, solar officers were patrolling the port. It was standard procedure in case those they were hunting tried to make an escape. Of course, in these days of living on different rocks, sometimes millions of miles apart, escape by spacecraft was very much the last choice. Back on Earth, there had been films of cars chasing each other with normally the good guy getting away. But that was just by driving quickly for a few miles. Imagine trying to escape on a route that could take months to complete if the craft you'd stolen was a bit rubbish. Not to mention the Solar Force patrol ships following behind you. Unfortunately, there were no side alleys to slide into, half-built bridges to jump, or empty buildings to hide in, in the vast, empty void of space. It was just you, a billion-mile-wide view, and nothing else. They all peered through a grate, watching the patrol slowly move away. Which one is it? Sicario sighed, then pointed. Wow, what a prize. Carla was going to defend him, but Monsoon had a point. It was awful. Do any
3: of those fins do anything?
2: Sicario said nothing. Has someone
3: actually lowered the directional jets? Why would anyone do that? It'll destroy the ride comfort.
1: It was a prize. Not my personal choice. And, as I said, it's a classic. Worth a lot to the right collector. That's why it's got docking clamps.
3: Who in their right mind would pay for that? I mean, no. Have they tinted the observation windows? You'll barely be able to see out. They're to help against sun blindness. I mean, they're not. Partly because there's a secondary screen for that, but mainly because no one would fly that nearer sun. Also, you'd want to keep that very much in the darkest outer regions of very dark space, just in case anyone saw you
2: in it. Sicario had had enough.
1: It doesn't matter, does it? We're about to destroy it, so let's get on with it and stop wasting time.
2: He shoved open the grate and made his way to the back of his beloved collector's piece. For just a few seconds, they followed him in silence. Then Monsoon decided to help. He was going to say that this ship already looks like a death trap. This stunt would save him a fortune in repair costs. Sicario stopped for a moment. He was clearly not happy about how this was going. Then Monsoon caught Carla's eye about how perhaps he shouldn't. He pushed on some panels which opened like a door and made his way carefully into the craft. Monsoon looked over at Carla. Too much? She thought for a moment.
0: Not sure there's enough explosive on this planet to remove that eyesore from the surface.
2: Monsoon smiled before inadvertently shoving past her to go through the panel door. It would be difficult to ever accuse Monsoon of sexism on the grounds he treated everyone as a lesser being than himself. Carla sighed, then pushed back past him, just to redress the imbalance. That done, she had to recognise that whatever was about to happen here, she would be relying on Monsoon. This was not a good feeling to have, given his legendary capacity of assuming he was the lead character in whatever story was being told. They both stopped just inside the open door, while Sicario fiddled with some exposed wiring. Despite all that, in a few moments, they'd be blown up together. Something that would inevitably increase the bond between them, regardless of how much that would mean Monsoon going on about his amazing survival skills, whilst everybody else just got lucky. Unfortunately, in the time that followed, Monsoon would not be remembered as the hero. He was the idiot who decided to open the hatch on a classic craft, which would, of course, be fitted with a cheap, largely ineffective lock, whilst at the same time, extremely loud alarms which wouldn't switch off. Sicario finished badly reconnecting the wires, causing sparks to fly around them. Anonymous hum enveloped them while a series of unnecessarily loud alarms rang out. He gently patted a nearby panel, as if recognising this was the last time he would see her. Which it was. They all looked at each other. Valuable time passed as the solar officers ran back towards the sound. If only it had been a clever distraction. Before Sicario or Monsoon could gather their thoughts, Carla had already made her decision. Go! They both tried to react, but she was fast. She leapt up onto the port floor and ran. A thousand options went through Sicario and Monsoon's minds, but Priva had to be the focus for now. They both stood up. The rapidly approaching solar officers barked orders at them before they disappeared again. Carla was just reaching the port exit when the craft exploded. Sicario was right. The docking walls did contain the explosion and meant the solar officers were only singed rather than barbecued. Carlos smiled for a moment before disappearing into the large gathering throng that always appeared to be conveniently on hand whenever someone needed to escape into a crowd. With thanks to everyone who brought
1: this to life. Heather Dent Cowan for supporting me always. The series was voiced by Paul Litchfield as the narrator, and Jeremy Lim as Monsoon Jackson and Duyeb as Sicario, Rosie Holt as Eva, Alison Ward as Carla, Amanda Redman as Priva and The Adverts, Toby Haydock as The Credits and Tom Austin Morgan for editing this together. Written by Andy Case. Soundtrack by Andy Case. For Leitmotif
0: Productions Limited. Copyright 2023.